91.3 KXCI Tucson. Real people, real radio. Happy Sunday afternoon, Tucson. Thanks for joining us today at KXCI, where we stay connected to our community. This is Kathy Harris with my co-host, Aspen Green, and we're bringing you Broad Perspectives Radio, a program by women, about women, but for everyone. And today we have a guest, Daniela Diamante, who has a very special relationship with bicycles and is also one of those people who is involved with so many wonderful programs, it's hard to fit it all into one radio show. Another amazing Tucson woman. Aspen, tell us about her. We do have the greatest shows, don't we, Kathy? We have the greatest people on our shows. Absolutely. So today we have Daniela Diamante, and she believes in the capacity of all people, especially youth, to be healthy, engaged, and good people. She has a master's in cultural anthropology from the University of Arizona with a focus on youth development and education. She helped to build up the education program at Bicus, a bicycling recycling center, and she also helped to launch Cyclovia Tucson for its first two inaugural events, initiating her experience with grassroots nonprofit work. She co-founded the nonprofit El Grupo with a mission to empower youth through bicycles with her husband, Ignacio, who reintroduced her to the bicycle and the world that it opens. Together, they grew it from a handful of kids on their back porch to a well-established, mid-sized nonprofit with over a dozen staff. She stepped down after 15 years as the executive director in 2019 and completed a year-long bicycle trip with her family. Back in Tucson, she took over as interim and now full executive director of Beyond Tucson, a nonprofit in its 10th year helping it along its growth journey. She likes to inspire movement, confidence, and leadership in others. She loves to ride bikes and move every way you can, especially with her 13-year-old son. She is also the business owner and co-leader of Tucson CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, and a certified Fletcher Pilates instructor who teaches in the School of Dance at the University of Arizona. Her favorite mantra is, How you do anything is how you do everything. Welcome to our show, Daniela. Wow, thanks. Thanks for having me. You know, I went down a rabbit hole with that mantra. It's so important to understand, I realized, how you do anything in order to see your patterns and understand what you might need to change. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a a way to identify your mindset. So I'll be thinking about how I do anything forever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's also, I have to admit, it's borrowed from somebody who inspired me years ago, a life teacher and yoga instructor actually in Durango, Colorado. And it hit me in a way that I'm able to use it not only in my own life, but when I work with young people of just reminding them like how you show up here is how you'll show up for your job interview, how you present yourself in one setting, practice life, like do mm-hmm. things the way you want to do them and it'll repeat on itself. Yeah. And do it for the small things. Exactly. Uh, right. That's what I got out of it. Well, anyway, I want to start out by asking you, because it's so incredible to me, 
a year-long bicycle trip with your family. I, I have to find out what that looks like. <laughs> and were you literally biking for a year? Did you just bike? Yeah, yes and no. So we started in Europe and spent six months. We hit up 25 countries in six months. So there were some trains and vehicle rides in there to get to different places. My son at the time was initially nine years old. So we did this instead of fifth grade. And it took a while for us to realize it, but soon enough, we realized we want to be in the places we want to be in and not take our time getting to those places, especially for safety reasons. So we ended up putting together a number of different transportation things to get to different places. And it was wonderful. So six months, mostly riding bikes all over Europe. And then we landed in Uruguay and we're supposed to spend six months. We got four months through a lot of South America, again, a lot of buses there because it's huge and ended up in Colombia thinking we were going to stay in the town that we found for the next two months. And it was March 12th, 2020. And within a week, we were on the last flight out of the country and back in Tucson during the pandemic. Oh, March 2020, right? <laughs> the famous date. Yeah. So when did you become passionate about bike riding? Did you grow up in Tucson and were you biking all the time? I grew up in Indiana. After undergraduate at Butler University, I took two years and lived and worked in Central America. And so I was initially in Costa Rica, Nicaragua, and then for the majority of the time in Guatemala. And I discovered just the beauty of not owning a car and getting around by public transport and by a bicycle. So my decision to come to graduate school in Tucson was revolved around the ability to be able to get around without having a car. Mm -hmm. And I moved here, but I didn't actually have a bike. <laughs> so I first thing I had to do is I had to find a bike. And that's when I discovered Bikus. And I also met my future husband on that trip as well. And so I've had bicycles in my life ever since. Yeah. You know, when I first moved to Tucson, I didn't have a car. I didn't even have a driver's license. I came from New York City. You didn't mm -hmm. need a driver's license. And I biked everywhere I went. Yep. Funny because I felt very safe doing it then. And now, I don't know, I'm I'm a little bit uh, weary about biking. So I hope after the show, I get out my bike again. Bikus in my family was a household name because I had four kids and we used to go down there to get our bikes repaired and they used to learn how to do things on their bikes. What did you do there for their education program? Yeah, when I discovered Bikus, this is in 2003, it was at a, a low point in the organization's history in terms of ups and downs that any organization has. And my husband had just discovered it and his love for bicycles and was starting to build it back up. So it took about a year for him and other people to get it to a place where I could come in and start writing grants and help develop the education program. So my husband, Ignacio's master's degree was riding the curriculum that is the Build-A-Bike program. I assisted with that and helped bring in funding and make more community connections with the different entities. And so building up its place that now has grown even beyond what we, we did in those years. Okay. Let's talk about El Grupo, which provides youth with bike-centered experiences that are both fun and challenging. What made you and your husband decide to start El Grupo? Well, we were down at Bikus and teaching kids how to fix up their bikes. And the quick, quick story is kids would turn around and say, well, now what? Who do I ride with? Where do I go? And we were exploring our love of riding bikes. And so 
we were asked to start a bike riding elective at City High School when it first opened up downtown. And both end up doing our master's work with that school and riding bikes and kids. And by the second year of having this elective, we had kids showing up from other high schools, literally had our roster and we're like, wait, we went through the roster. Who are you? Oh, I go to Rincon High. I go to Tucson High. And kids were showing up for our bike elective from other high schools. And we thought, okay, this is more than this. And Bikus is a wonderful, wonderful organization. And the focus is primarily on helping people build their bikes and repair their bikes and those tangible skills where we were interested in more of the riding bikes with kids and that youth development aspect of finding a challenge and working towards it. We both grew up doing sports. I played soccer at a high level and uh, I knew what that meant for me for building community and character. And we wanted to be able to do that for kids that gravitated towards bicycles. I'm wondering how riding a bicycle can enhance the development in a youth. What kinds of things do you see? What kinds of changes do you see in all kinds of excellent question, all kinds of changes? I mean, everything from the tangible, you said, oh, I don't know if I feel safe. It's about awareness, like building your sense of awareness of the space around you and navigating space, you know, literally riding down the street to learning how to work with others of, hey, it's really windy. If you stay in front of me for a little while, we take turns, right? We can collaborate and make it easier to I'm having a really stressful time in my life or at school or whatever, and I need that physical release for the emotional release, all levels of your development of learning how to cope or learning how to set goals and work towards them, achieve them, and then go, I'm going to set the next goal, right? So the bicycle becomes a means to which kids can develop their sense of self, believe in themselves more, mm-hmm. and apply all of that to whatever they do in life. Yeah, a sense of accomplishment and teamwork, sure. Okay, so now you're at Beyond. Yeah. Another nonprofit Mm -hmm. that offers free education and opportunities to help people be active and healthy as its mission. And you just pick the best places to work. I want to just say that. Beyond was created following the Gabby Gifford shooting by Gabe Zimmerman's family. Can you give us a brief history of the inception of Beyond? Yeah, the tragedy on January 8th, 2011, a year after that, the family of Gabe Zimmerman came together with a number of community members and said, we really like to commemorate this tragedy by looking literally beyond the tragedy at some of the root causes. I know there's a number of different organizations that focus more on gun control and the violence. And they said what felt good to them and resonated with them was looking at the ways that we can be healthier as individuals and as a community. They started with a one-day event on the second Saturday of January with community partners all over Pima County. People really came together. I think there were 36 events that day. Everything from taking people out on a hike to bike rides to learning more about nutrition, all kinds of things that would help people come together, connect with one another, build community, and be healthier. So it did that for five years, and then the community said, we want more. And that's when it became a nonprofit and started to do programming throughout the year. So when I came in in November of 2020, again, during still pandemic time, hard to get people together to be healthy, but we figured out how to continue programming safely, 
and grow it. So we now have Meet Me at Maynard's and Meet Me Wednesdays is a well-established program in Tucson. We're now the home for that. People get together every Monday and go out walking on Wednesday. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. We get people out on hikes. A lot of times people who have never been on a hike before, maybe feel like they want a supportive community for that. And then I've started, wouldn't you know, bicycle programming in the schools. And right now we're in three different schools, low-income schools with kids that wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity that gives them a chance to, again, be healthy using the bicycle as a means to understanding I need to move my body, but I also need to think about what I put in my body and how it affects how I feel when I move and connecting with nature. I think we all underestimate just how powerful it is to be out in nature for our physical and mental health. Who decides that beyond like what is good science and rational analysis to improve the individual and community health? Yeah, I mean, that's a very subjective statement. So I appreciate the question. We have an awesome board of directors. You know, Ross Zimmerman himself has a long history in science as the board chair. I have just recently passed dean of the College of Education on my board. That's Bruce Johnson. Julia Strange, who's the VP of Community Benefit at Tucson Medical Center. So I've got a number of people that are engaged in the community, engaged in health and science in the community, and how to communicate that with people. And so we try to just work off of best practices and share those with people so that people understand it's a confusing world out there for especially nutrition and Mm -hmm. what am I supposed to do? How often should I move? And just try to simplify it for folks. Especially with nutrition. I mean, there's so many different schools of thought out there and we're all confused. We don't know what to do. 91.3 KXCI Tucson. And we're returning to our conversation with Daniela Diamante. So let's talk about the different programs that Beyond offers. And perhaps we can start with what I think might be the most popular and the one I know about, which is Meet Me at Maynard's. Yep. Tell us all about that. And tell me about how many people attend these kinds of events. Yeah. So Meet Me Maynard started by Janie Cox and Randy Aceta, a number of people that are still involved in, in different ways and doing great things in our community The 14 years ago. So they had seen a similar type thing happen in another community where all of a sudden there's one night of the week, there's all these people walking around downtown. And and so they said, we need to do that. We need to revitalize our downtown. And this was certainly in a time when downtown was struggling much more than it is today. So from there, every Monday since for the last 14 years, folks meet downtown, they check in, they get their raffle tickets, they go out on a walk. We have guided walks if you want, mural walks, all kinds of different things throughout the month that we try to feature to get people downtown. And then you come back and there's raffle prizes, there's incentives. We have individuals who've just recently reached their 700th time coming to meet me at Maynard. So that's 700 Mondays in the last 14 years they've been to. They haven't missed many. Uh, There's a great following and there's always new people. So all ages are welcome all abilities. And is this something you have to sign up for ahead of time or can you just show up? You can just show up. You can always go online and register if uh, our check-in window is just during the time of the event. So you can 
come in and you don't have to do anything online if you don't want to, but you're welcome to register in advance and then come in, check in and get advice on where to go. So we have suggested routes of one, two and up to four miles. Okay. And I have to admit, I did it a few times, but it was at least 10 years ago. Yeah. And it, I got myself back on the mailing list because it's a goal for me to get back Good. doing stuff like that. So now we, maybe we can follow up with Meet Me Wednesdays. What yeah. is that? Is that a different program or just a, the same thing on Wednesdays? It's the same thing on Wednesday. It's a little more intimate group where we'll get a couple hundred people every Monday. It's closer to a hundred people on Wednesday. So it's a little smaller and it starts in a different location. So much more tapped into nature at St. Philip's Plaza. You're right on the loop. And so you can take a nice route around the loop walk and then come back. It's also been a, a way of helping to support local businesses, right? I think mm -hmm. when you think about how does a community thrive and be healthy, you got to support the local people there that are running businesses. So getting out, meeting new people, moving your body, and then hopefully supporting local. Another great program. Next, we can explore the outdoors with some support with your hiking program. Yeah. That, that particularly interests me because I'm a hiker. So I, I was curious, is that just for beginning hikers? Not just for beginning hikers. We have three different levels of hikes and we rotate those. And right now, I feel like we've really been able to, obviously, since my time here, first year and a half of that was restricted with pandemic, we're really still building it. But we have once a month hikes. This one we just did last weekend was our level three hike and we call it our annual challenge hike. And that's going to be up to about five to six miles. And so people that have been on a few hikes with us or have hiked before and just want a community to come with, that's a more hike more suited for them. But we'll also have a level one, which is maybe two miles. And I've been out on those. We've had upwards of 20 to 25 people come out for those hikes. A lot of the demographic are female who maybe don't hike as often or don't have a community to hike with that want some support in that sense of just going, knowing that you're going out with other people and, and connecting. So we also have an excellent hike leader. My staff member, Alexander, does a really nice job of creating an inclusive environment, making sure everyone feels comfortable. And then halfway through the hike, we do a group meditation, which sounds a little intimidating, but certainly not. It's just a moment to close down the eyes, pause with everybody. We find a spot to, to stop and take in the sounds, take in the nature, right. right? Actively breathe in the nature and feel that before you move on. It's so like uh, active got, listening, active listening to nature. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That I I'm in. <laughs> Great. How did Beyond go beyond its initial mission and talk about your relationship with Activate Tucson? I feel like from the beginning with the annual event, it was all about community partners. And so when you look at the nonprofit scope in Tucson, there are a lot of nonprofits and Activate Tucson has been a group of individuals from all different entities, university, nonprofit, government that come together, to talk about issues. And they were looking to receive some funding to work on causes of childhood obesity and its relationship with poverty. They got this big grant, but in order to facilitate that, they needed a nonprofit status to manage those funds. And instead of creating us a nonprofit, we said, well, why don't we partner? We're participating in this. Why don't we ask as a fiscal agent, since we're already participating in that, 
And that has given an, an avenue for another group to, to do good work without the paperwork of creating another nonprofit in Tucson. So just looking at ways that we can partner. So we've done that with them and continue to work with them on their projects. Okay. Do you have a website or a mailing list so folks can stay updated on your activities? Absolutely. Beyond-Tucson.org is our website and you can sign up there for our newsletter. We can, we get out weekly newsletters with the Meet Me program to stay in touch and we have health tips in that. So speaking back to the science and how do we distribute good science in simple ways, we do that weekly through that newsletter. And then much less frequently, our general mailing of Beyond newsletter. We also have a separate hiking mailing list. You can find all that information on our website. Do you have any programs that you would like to see be included in Beyond? Anything in the works? No, I think the work that we're doing right now, and this is beyond the scope, it's hard not to say that word, is beyond this, the original scope is the Beyond Bikes work in the schools that we didn't get to talk about yet. And that is just reaching a different demographic. And yesterday, for example, I was at Changemaker High School and we've worked with the high school students several times now. We were able to get bicycles, funding for bicycles for the elementary students that are share a campus with them. And I had the high school students help build up the bikes. So they learned skills there. And then yesterday, high school students we engage them in teaching the fourth and fifth graders how to ride bikes and riding around campus together with them. So this intergenerational piece, I think, is golden and a beautiful thing and would love to see more of that happen in yeah. the future. Well, I think we're kind of at a wrap here, but quickly, and then I'll hand it back over to Kathy. What kind of bicycle do you have? <laughs> oh, I have a few. <laughs> I ride an extra cycle, like a long minivan of a bike on my daily commuting. I love to get on my road bike. Hope to do that right after this interview. I have a mountain bike. I don't ride as often as I should. And I love riding my gravel bike. So okay. I've got a few. <laughs> All right. Okay. Of course you do. All good bicyclists have much more than one bicycle. And what a bunch of great programs, Daniela. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. But thank you so much for taking your time to tell us about your bicycle passion and all your work with youth. And thanks to all of you out there for joining us. And stay tuned because next up we have Boom Goddess Radio with Jennifer Davis Page. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday and we'll see you next week. <laughs>